Knowledge is the fuel that powers intelligent buying and selling. So get a quick recharge with me, Ron Edwards, Master Sommelier and Director of Wine Education for Winebow, Fine Wine, and Spirits. Welcome back to WineSmart. Today we're going to talk about the region of Long Island in New York, just outside of New York City. It's a region full of potential for high quality wine because it combines a maritime climate with a glacial moraine soil profile and the proximity to the mass population of New York City, which gives it lots of potential. Long Island runs from southwest to northeast from New York City at the edge of Manhattan and contains the easternmost point of New York out in Montauk. The eastern end is divided into a fork, the North Fork and the South Fork. And then on the north side of the island is the Long Island Sound, and on the south side is the Atlantic Ocean. It runs roughly 118 miles, that's 190 kilometers, in length and is 23 miles or 37 kilometers at its widest point. The island functions as a population center for 8 million people an agricultural center, a summer residence location, beach cottages, and bedroom communities for New York City, depending on what part of the island you're looking at. It's divided into four counties, Kings County, which is where Brooklyn is, there's Queens, and then Nassau on the western third, and then the eastern part of the island is Suffolk County, covering basically almost two-thirds of the entire island. Kings, Queens, and Nassau counties are the most populated. This is where you see more or less New York City extended across the river and across Long Island Sound. And then as you move into Nassau County, it starts to become a little less metropolitan, and that's where you see the transition happen from uh, metropolitan dense population into more spread out and then agricultural. And then when you get to Suffolk, it's not nearly as populated, more viticulture and agriculture as possible there and is actually going on. Long Island as we know it was formed by the terminal edge of two glacial movements. Uh, the Wisconsin ice sheet that came down across New York all the way to the Atlantic Ocean. As it came south, there's an ancient riverbed that had formed a basin, which is now Long Island Sound. It filled that basin, came across the basin, onto a ridge of land, and that's where it met enough warmth from the Atlantic Ocean that it melted as fast as it was progressing. So when that happens, the glacier starts to deposit things that it's holding in the ice. So the ice keeps moving down southward, and then temperature and the ocean keeps melting it, and so the things that are trapped in the ice fall out. Glacial deposit. Now, when it happens at the edge of the ice sheet, it's called a terminal moraine. So the ridge of that first terminal moraine is basically the center line of Long Island, and it runs out and is the South Fork. Then as time progressed, that terminal moraine sat there for long enough that it also had a giant amount of glacial wash. And that's when the water is coming off of the glacier and then running off into lower land. And that formed the plains and uh, sandy beaches of what is now Long Island. Over the course of time, the terminal edge of the glacier changed locations and moved north. And as it moved north, it left a plain and then it stopped again for a long period of time and created another terminal moraine. And that terminal rain is the northern ridge on the island that goes and forms the North Fork. And that is why we see what we see now when we look down from space and we see these two ridges and we see the North Fork and the South Fork. Those are both completely caused by moranic deposit. 
from the glacier's edge. Now the benefit to viticulture of all of this glacial action is actually the glacial till that's left behind. So you have this really pebbly, well-drained, but holds a little bit of water, glacial moraine soil that's a mix of sand and loam and pebbles from all different kinds of rocks deposited onto Long Island. And it becomes a really great opportunity for viticulture as far as soil type is concerned. Now you take this really well adapted soil to viticulture. I mean, we see soils like this in Bordeaux and some other places. And then you take the magic of this is an island on the Atlantic. It's fully maritime. All of the vineyards have some semblance of maritime influence to extreme maritime influence. And that is the magic here. And there's reasons for that. So the vineyards on Long Island are basically protected by the Atlantic and Long Island Sound year-round. In the winter, the temperatures don't fall into those vine-killing zones that you see in the Finger Lakes because the Atlantic water, although cold in the winter by comparison, is much warmer than the air that's coming in out of these Canadian Arctic blasts and things like that. And so when those two air masses meet, the air over the water and the air coming in from weather, it warms the inclement weather to a point that it doesn't get that cold on Long Island. So the vines are protected from killing cold. Then in the springtime, relatively, the ocean is now becoming colder than the land air, which forces bud break to push further into the spring and protects these vineyards from frost. Frost is a very rare risk on Long Island, which is kind of surprising when you think about where it is in its northern latitude. In the summer, the water now is cooler than the air. That creates this air conditioning influence over Long Island. So summer heat comes settling in from the continent and it meets that cooler Atlantic air and it drops the overall temperature to a more reasonable level, which gives you this close diurnal shift. It's not very warm in the daytime and it's not very cool at night and it's very even tempered. Then when we get into the fall, now the ocean has warmed up to its maximum temperature and the air in the overland is cooling off so the air on the ocean now keeps long island warmer than it would be further inland extending the growing season well into october and november to get fully ripe grapes of just about any grape you want to grow will ripen in the growing season so the summers are generally sunny it can go two to four weeks at a time without rain but it's not a dry climate you can easily depend on rain to keep your vines going. There's growing degree day range for this area of 2,800 to about 3,500 in the Winkler index measurement is what we're talking about here. And that would be comparable to regions like Bordeaux, Piedmont, Italy, and Kunwara, Australia, which are all region two. That would be that 2,800 to, to just under 3,000 range. And then that 3,000 into 3,500 range is now considered region three. You would compare that to other regions like Sonoma Valley, Margaret River, and Rioja. Those are all region three locations as well. I mentioned the rain. You're averaging here 46 inches of rain a year, which is making dry farming completely possible. There's nothing against irrigating here for security reasons, but there's plenty of natural rainfall to depend on on Long Island. The AVA structure, the American Viticultural Area structure of Long Island, is broken into three. There's the overarching but newest AVA of Long Island and includes Suffolk and Nassau counties. It's the most recent. It was formed in 2001 
And it really was created to expand the winemaking options beyond what is primarily Suffolk County for everything else. Um, and also they were starting to become concerned about protecting the name of Long Island in regards to wines. And this way they ensured that if it has that term on the label, it was 85% grown within Suffolk and Nassau County. The two more famous AVAs and been around longer, let's start with uh, North Fork Long Island AVA is Suffolk County only. It runs from the western boundary of the six mile line that cuts through the mouth of the Wading River and the Peconic River mouth, and then it heads east all the way to the end of the North Fork. There are 65,000 acres or 158 square miles within the North Fork, Long Island, and 47-ish wineries. So this is heavily populated. It is sort of the favorite area for vineyards. Some of that was because it wasn't as popular for homes and things like that, like the Hamptons we're gonna talk about next. And the other is because it's not directly facing the Atlantic, and so it gets maritime influence, but has a more kind relationship because it's facing Long Island Sound. Then there's the Hamptons AVA. This is the South Fork and it includes all of the South Fork, including the beaches, the shorelines, and the islands within the townships of Southampton and East Hampton, including Jardiner's Island. The boundary itself starts at the intersection of Brookhaven and Southampton in the west, and then continues out through the rest of South Fork. There are actually 209 square miles within the Appalachian. Um, of course, not all of it's planted. Long Island's come a long way in the last 50 years, especially in the number of wineries that are using this area to make lovely wines. There are 56 wine producers in total now on Long Island. 47 of them are within the North Fork. Five are in the Hamptons. Five are in Western Suffolk County. There are 60 registered vineyards on Long Island, including all the AVAs. And they range from two and a half acres to over 500 acres. And they cover 3,000 total planted acres. And the annual production of Long Island is right around 500,000 cases. So there is a, definitely enough wine for us to find and try. Long Island has definitely been able to build a reputation about quality wines. And its, it's initial reputation was built on the quality of the Bordeaux varietal examples that you found there, especially Merlot. It does so very well in this moderate climate with these moderately well-drained soils and that sandy loam and just enough rain. It's a beautiful combination. If you want to talk about style preference, and that's where we'll go now. The Merlot potential here is a style preference that is less powerful. The Bordeaux varietals are not about big and bold and intense. They're more about elegant and fresh and closer to what we used to expect, at least, out of Europe. And as with any developing wine region, there's going to be a range of quality based on how long the producer's been around, what did they know about winemaking when they got started. But in 50 years, they've really come a long way and there are plenty of producers to try. And so my encouragement is try as many as you can. That way you'll have a great impression of exactly what's going on on the island. But to give you a head start, I put a link in the notes to a highly regarded producer, Wolfer Estate. They clearly show the regional character, and they're a great option for you to get your exploration started. Until next time.